0: Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. On your own intelligence, rely not. In all your ways, be mindful of him, and he will make straight your paths. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined by my friend Frank Elasia from Rockville Center, New York. Frank, how are you tonight? I'm doing terrific, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. You've picked another good topic, discerning God's will for us. Now, we know discernment is a, the process of making a decision or finding direction in one's life, basically asking, what's my purpose? Who do I want to live with and how do I want to express my love? How can I use my gifts and talents? Whom do I want to serve? Those fundamental questions. And uh, so we call that the process of discernment, but how do we go about discerning, Frank?
1: When I think of discernment, you know, to live attuned to God's will is the goal of all discernment. Remember, God wants what's best for our salvation. And in simple terms, a, my spiritual director once told me a long time ago that anything that brings you closer to God is good. Whatever's moving you away from God is no good.
0: Yeah. Now, we may have to make a decision. A vocation is a calling to a particular occupation or a station in life. Often when we think of a vocation, we think of a calling to the clergy, to the priesthood or the diaconate. And that's that's a folks who do those that kind of discernment. It's more formal. They follow Mm -hmm. the Ignatian process of discernment, which is a little bit more formal. Um, And uh, St. Benedict also laid out steps in discerning. Uh, the notion of prayer not doing things in isolation but always again uh trusting in god but how does the average person go about uh, the process of discernment
1: in, in simple terms he wants you to fulfill your duty in whether you're married single or religious life you know seek holiness in your vocation and anything remember anything that's sinful never leads to god god gives each of us gifts um and he, he does not distribute them equally because as you know some people are more intelligent some are more athletic more talented what we must do is pray for prudence to use them for the purpose that God gave them to us I think that, that is uh that's imperative well I like that and when you talk about when we pray
0: sometimes when we pray we bring God into our lives right and we ask him to resolve our specific problems so we'll say my mother's surgery next Tuesday or an important appointment that's coming up, please guide me, Lord. Those prayers are fine. But when we look to God for direction in our life, that requires, I think, a different approach. First of all, we ask, what what does God want me to do? Well, start with what does God want in general? He wants us to love him above all things and love our neighbor as ourselves. So if we just start with that, if we do a simple act of kindness for someone, help Mm -hmm. somebody out in a small way, see what happens. You know that by instinct, You've done a good thing. Uh, you feel a sense of pleasure. Maybe you even sense God's pleasure in you. And now you know in a small way you're doing the will of God. And you notice that as you go along this path, more opportunities present themselves for you to be of help to even more people every day without even looking for them. And I think that is now God working through you. And so if you stay open to that idea, hey, that God is actually working through me, things begin to happen uh, that draw you along a certain path. People come into your life that you didn't expect. Events begin to take place. And even at, like the sudden loss of a job, which can be so painful, can be seen as an indication that your life is moving in a direction that's more in
1: accord with God's will. Right. God God is always speaking to us, but so is the devil. You have to remember that. And and the devil will always tell you things like it's too hard you know, you will never, you'll never change. Um, This thing's too heavy. Anything negative comes from Satan. Thoughts that agitate you do not come from God. I can tell you that. And St. Ignatius, you know, when he was convalescing after he got injured in war and started at the beginning of his conversion, he said, little by little, I began to notice the difference between peaceful thoughts that came from Jesus and, you know, thoughts that agitated me that came from the evil one. And notice, he said, little by little. So, you know, these things don't happen all at once. And depending on where you are in your life spiritually, you'll be given different levels of grace.
0: Yeah. St. Benedict, had his his rule itself began with the words, listen, child of God, with the ear of your heart. So Mm -hmm. one of the first things to do, of course, is is to listen to scripture, practice Lectio Divina. Practice reading the Bible prayerfully and see if there's something in there that speaks to you and your heart. And attending to our hearts is an important part of it. Uh, Benedict said that God's desire, his basic desire is to give us abundant life. It, God's call to abundant life is marked by joy and persistence and desire. He, he describes God's call in the prologue. What is more delightful than the voice of the Lord calling to us? And right. it shouldn't be done in isolation. You can bounce things off your family and friends
1: as well. That is an, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. And, and remember, if, if you're going into the medical field, you wouldn't go to a plumber for advice, right? Go to somebody in the field. Go to somebody who's been through what you're going through. Somebody wants to become a deacon, they talk to somebody like yourself who's been through that. You got to look at everything and how it affects you and your family spiritually. I think that is, that's a key thing. Let's say, and this is a common thing, right? People uh, are offered a job and they have to move to another state and they have to move far away from immediate family. It might not be the best thing if, it, if you're moving away from, say, holy grandparents or a great influence on your kids or a great Catholic school that, they, that they're in. But on the other side of the coin, say the job gives you enough money so that now your wife may not have to work and she can stay home and raise the kids. That may be a better move. So for practical things like that, you have to look at first, how is this going to affect my family and myself spiritually?
0: That's a good point, though, because oftentimes the sermon is the choice between a good and better. It's not between good and right and wrong, good and evil. It's between the better of two goods. What is the best path for me and for my family? And by the way, it's not always easy. And all of us find ourselves in places uh, at times of I don't want to say despair, but at least we feel like we're stuck. Remember that prayer by uh, Thomas Merton? My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot not right. know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. And then he goes on to pray that he's going to place his trust in God, even though he's in this
1: condition. That's the key. St. Francis de Sales put it really, really well. And I would encourage anybody to get the devout life by St. Francis de Sales. It's great. He said, if you put your confidence in God, the results will be to your profit. Whether you judge the results to be good or bad, remember that God is doing, he knows what's best for you. He knows what's going to lead you uh, to holiness and to heaven eventually. We don't. And you'll see that a lot of times in your life, things you thought were going to be good for you or bad and vice versa. Put your confidence in God.
0: Well, that's true. You need courage because God may be asking us at times something difficult or challenging and risky, we think at first. So it takes courage to give up our own sense of control and trustingly put the decision in God's hands. And a generous spirit with a largeness of heart means don't put any conditions on what God might call you to do. Don't do that. Be open to it. No no preconceived outcome based on our self-will, which Ignatius calls attachments. Let go of the attachments and go with God. Mm -hmm. How would you close this out, Frank? Great, I love it, Deacon. I think we I think we covered it okay tonight. All right, then uh, we'll just ask our friends to uh, like us or follow us or send us an email at a y catholic conversation at gmail. com a n y Catholic conversation at gmail. com. Frank, I always enjoyed. I'll talk to you next time. thanks a lot.
1: Take care, God bless Deacon.